Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Every Tuesday, 8 to 10, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John. First things first, if you're a local musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, get in contact with me. Find all the information up on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. You can follow us tonight, Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. Subscribe to our podcast, too, by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or go to almostfamousradio.com. Tonight, we are on the tiny stage being joined by Jay Kelly. How you doing, my friend? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Welcome back. Good to be back. It's been a hot minute. It's been a, it's been a little while. It's been a little while. A <laughs> couple of years. So uh, for those who might not be familiar with you, give us an update as to who you are. Uh, I am a singer-songwriter band leader. Uh, we are based out of New Bedford, Mass. Been around for a little while now. We've got, I think, what, four albums, a bunch of singles, and on any given night, we are playing somewhere. Fantastic. Yes. It's been an interesting year and a half, you might say. Yeah, it's for everyone, not just me, for everyone. Uh, yeah. Talk about pandemic life in your world. Uh, okay, pandemic life. Well, we were, uh, let's, let's circle back to early 2020, and we were gung-ho to release our new album, A Third of Heaven, and booked a bunch of shows, and had some momentum, and it was looking good, and then the world stopped, and eventually uh, we just decided to release this album on uh, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, digitally, and without playing any shows, we didn't really get to promote it too much. And that has led us into the world of singles, as you and I were talking about before. So we've kind of put the idea of a whole album on pause. And we've been now uh, this a whole year of 2021, every three months or so, we are releasing a new single. So, you know. That is cool. Yeah, it, it keeps us busy, which is good. I want to talk about that in more detail in just a bit. But take us back to your history in the South Coast music community. Oh, um, my history. I have a very foggy memory. Um, it's probably, let's see, we released um, our first album around 2012. So it's it's been a little while. And even before that, you know, my, my stepdad played in bands throughout all of like the, the South Coast area. So, I mean, I remember being a little kid and watching like all of his buddies play in their bands. And then finally, when I was like in college, seeing somebody like Neil McCarthy play and being like, I want to do that. So we've been around for, for a little while now. Yeah. Something that I love about Massachusetts is that there's so many different music communities. I mean, we have one specific here on the South Shore. There's one, you know, obviously Cambridge, Somerville, Boston has its own rock scene. Yeah. The Cape has its own scene. Western Mass and Central Mass all have their own scene. What is the South Coast music scene like? It's hard to say. Um, I feel like... Like, New Bedford seems to have its own little music it does, hotspot. It, it does, and it's got its little, like, genres. They've got, there's a little bit of a jazz scene. Um, there's a little bit of a singer-songwriter scene and a folk scene. I think the issue that, like, the New Bedford area has is just places to play. Uh, but I think that's kind of everywhere. I think the, the amount of places to play live music has decreased a little bit. Especially in the last you know, oh, yeah. couple of months with, yeah. with COVID. Yeah. And as far as, I mean, and decreased in the sense of um, there's not, a many, not as many places to play where you can play a full band on a stage 
that doesn't really exist anymore. There's places where you can do like you know duo or or you know solo work or even trio work like in a corner somewhere. But as far as venues with actual stage that feature you know live local bands, um, not really easy to come by. And encourage original music too. And enc- exactly, yeah, right. So you're not up there doing you know covers. I mean, we're kind of lucky. We um uh, we kind of just dug our feet in the ground and said, you know, okay, we can do some covers, but, you know, n- never are we going to do, you know, less than 50-50. You know what I mean? So we're going to play originals, and if we have to lie to people and tell them it's a Tom Petty B-side, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you mentioned you're a band leader, too. Who are we missing tonight from the J. Kelly band? Okay, we're missing uh, drummer extraordinaire and, and the heart of the band, uh, Mr. Tom O'Leary. Tom is also in about five other bands. He's the uh, drummer for Joshua Tree, which is a U2 tribute band. Um, he was the drummer for the Poor Men for a while. Um, but, yeah, he's um, he's our drummer. Uh, Rob Massoud is a bass player and background vocalist. And John Fernandes is um, a magician on the lead guitar. So it's it's been the four of us for a while now. We're, we're a pretty close unit. So Excellent. That's Jay Kelly of the Jay Kelly Band joining us tonight on the Tiny Stage here on WATD. Let's start off with a song. What are we listening to first tonight? Uh, I think we're going to do, oh, what are we going to do? I'm the only person here. Uh, I'm going to do a song off of um, the album A Third of Heaven called This Is Home. All right. Jay Kelly, the Tiny Stage is yours. 95.9 WATD. Whatever 
What a great way to start the show. Jay Kelly on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. How did you write that one? Okay, so I can give you some background on this. Um, the album, um, I have to backtrack a little bit. So we came out with an album in, in 2019 called Burning Season. And lyrically, maybe not musically, but lyrically, um, it, was, it was fairly dark. I knew a lot of people going through um, like divorces and, and breakups and, and, and depression, and it was so it was kind of a, a dark album thematically. So I wanted to do the complete opposite after that. Um, so Third of Heaven, the whole idea of it was to make um, an album kind of light and positive, and um, it ended up being that I just kind of wrote the album around the idea of writing a letter or a series of letters to my daughter, who was three at the time so a song like this is home is just me expressing to her you know like you'll always have a place you know you know, wherever whatever wherever life may lead you whatever you might go through like you're always going to have a home wherever you know i am so uh that's kind of the the basis of that song how do you typically write when you have the idea for a song or how do you even get the idea for a song uh there's a, a, a million and one ways um Sometimes it's, you know, a chord progression you start playing. Sometimes a melody just pops into your head. Sometimes it's a phrase you hear. Sometimes you have some, you know, I have notebooks on top of notebooks on top of notebooks with just, you know, even if it's just a phrase of lyrics, just because I might, 
and be like, oh, I have a great melody, but I don't have any words. And so you run back and you're like, oh, that, that phrase might work. So, I mean, there's not really a specific one way. Um, lately, it's funny, lately I've been finding that I've been dreaming a lot of songs where I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, I haven't, you know, and I'll have a melody in my head or I'll have a, you know, a, a verse or a chorus or something and I'll have to like kind of jump out of bed and write that down. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's ever one specific way. Um, sometimes it can just be picking up a different instrument. You know, if I haven't played a certain guitar in a while, I'll pick it up and I'll be like, oh, you know, there's a song here. So, any, any way. I've had more than one musician who I've interviewed on this show, and they say that their goal in life is to be able to dream a song. Well, then they can, we can, they can come talk to me, because that's all I've been doing lately. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's just because of, um, you know, being at home with a small child and working, and I work from home. Um, I don't have a lot of time like I used to where I can just, you know, put a couple hours aside in the middle of a day and go write material. So somehow I think my brain has just, you know, <laughs> figured out like, okay, well, when he's sleeping this time. <laughs> so. I love that. So I think the first song that I ever received from the J. Kelly band back around 2011, 2012 was a song called Shake You. Yes, yes. Since that single on the album came out, how do you think your writing has evolved up until A Third of Heaven? Ooh, good question. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I tried not to do the same thing twice. So it would have been, Shaky was kind of big for us, and I think it would have been very easy to repeat that. And so I tried specifically not to do that. Um, how it's evolved. I think I'm less hard on myself. I don't second guess myself as much as I used to, maybe. Um, I used to do a lot of editing, and then at the end of the process, I'll come, I would come back to it and realize that I edited myself so much that I lost the, the magic of the song to begin with. And then I'd have to go back and, and, and go back and find the original idea. I don't think I do that as much anymore. I think I, I, I work quicker um, because I, I don't second-guess myself as much. And I think that just comes from confidence. When is the song finished? Uh, it's finished when it's, when it's recorded, when it's done. Because uh, right up until, like, we're about to release a song in, in um, September, a new single. And I'm going in next week just to edit it a little bit more because I think it's too long. So, I mean, that's, it's literally right. It's done when, it's, when I can't fiddle with it anymore. That's when it's done. I think you might be the first rock guy who's ever said this song is too long. Yeah. I, well, you know, there's, there's something to be said for being um, short and concise. There's, there's, a, there's a beauty in being able to have a three-and-a-half-minute pop song. It is not that easy. It's, oh, I think it's a lot easier to have a five-and-a-half, six-minute song. Um, that and that doesn't mean it's bad, but it's it can be, you know, it's a good practice to try and to try and trim the fat and uh, and leave them wanting a little bit more. You know, it's easy to keep tacking on choruses, but um, I think sometimes if you leave them wanting more, they'll they'll play it again. I love that. Yeah, I come from the the Tom Petty school of writing too, and he's got this famous quote: uh, "Don't bore us, get to the chorus." Yes. So I mean, you know, I always kind of have it in the back of my head while we're in the studio. You know, well, what would what would Petty do, or what would the Beatles do, or what would the, I mean? Not that we sound anything like that, or we're nearly that good, but I think it's good to to be able to, you know, put the brakes on yourself and realize that you know, well, this doesn't need a full string section. It's kind of good with just the guitars and and drums. So I think he's the one musician that I miss the most. Yeah, that hit me pretty hard actually. I I remember being at the office and seeing um, like it flash across my my screen, and I thought it was like. I thought it was a joke. Like, oh, there's no way. That's just one of those rumors. And then it was like he was dead. Oh, okay. Then he's, he's not dead. He's in the hospital. And then, oh, no, he's dead. And I was, yeah, that one, that one hit me. I went back and forth about two or three times at least. 
Yeah, and it's brutal. He's always been, you know, a lot of people who hear us think that I'm a huge, that, that Springsteen is a big influence. And he, he was. I, I, I love Springsteen. But Petty was always the guy that I looked to as far as how to craft a song. Um, but I just thought he was the master of it. I think so, know? too. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Let's hear something else from you. What are we listening to next? Um, well, we were talking about dreaming songs. Um, so I can do this next song. The song's called Strings and Bells. Uh, it's going to be released um, sometime in September. Um, but yeah, I, I woke up one night and the whole thing was done. I mean, I had the, the, the lyrics. I had the melody. I just had to go on the, grab the guitar and, and figure out the chords. Um, so it's kind of a, I like this one just because of that. It's just neat that I was able to dream up a tune. So Let's hear it. Jay Kelly, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Someday when we're old and gray, if we live that long, maybe we'll be alone to our dream. Somewhere only day devils dare down a primrose path through rose colored glasses we'll see she hangs flowers of pink and red she says my failures are my success am I breathing or am I Says my failures are my success. Am I breathing or am I dead? Is this enough?
Awesome. Jay Kelly on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. When you have a song written and it's ready, yes. how do you then work out the arrangements with the band? Um, I, I pretty much, I'll demo them. So I'll either demo them on guitar, um, once in a great while, I'll demo them on piano. Um, and then I'll give them a reference of, you know, well, I think this kind of sounds like this song from the Beatles or this kind of, I feel like this sounds like, you know, X, Y, or Z. Um, and then I let them take that demo and they work out a part and then we all get together and then we play it through. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm really lucky. These guys are, their instincts are aligned with my instincts. Do you know you know what I mean? Yes. So like we're all kind of on the same page. Um, John might come up with a guitar part that I never thought of in a million years, but it's exactly what I want to hear. You know, um, and I think that a lot of that comes from chemistry and from playing together. You know, we've put in our 10,000 hours. We've played together so much that, you know, Tommy knows when I give him a song, he knows like, oh, okay, I know what kind of feel this needs on the drums. You know, or, or sometimes he'll say, this doesn't need drums at all. It needs tambourine and shaker and that's it. And I'll say, oh, I didn't think of it that way. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, great idea. <laughs> um, so it usually comes together really quickly. Um, knock on wood, we've been extremely lucky that we've never like really butted heads or or had disagreements about parts or arrangements you know it's it's been it's been pretty pretty awesome do you have any songs that are too personal to share uh oof, no you know what yeah i do but that's that's the reason to share them you know i'm like i have songs that i probably have no business releasing but that means you have to release them because if, if you feel that way... There's a million other people who feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, you hope so. Or, man, I'd sell for two, you know, one or two. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you want to connect with people. And if I'm feeling something and I'm like, wow, that really... You know, I have, an, I have a, a new tune that... Um, I think in the fall we're going to actually do an EP. So it'll be like, you know, five or six songs. And uh, recently I, I, I wrote a, a song and I, it came out real fast. And I went back and I read the lyrics as I was writing them. And I'm like, oof, that... that you know, I kind of, you get chills sometimes when you realize, like, you hit the nail on the head on that one. Like, that cuts really close to the bone, and that's a good thing. And I brought it to, the, to Tommy, the drummer, and I said, what do you think? And he's like, wow, that's really personal. That's great. I cannot wait for you to release this. This is going to be great. So, yeah, I mean, it's certain songs you say, oh, I shouldn't release it. But that, that means you have to release it. So that's great. I mean, I've gotten, don't get me wrong. It's gotten me into hot water before, <laughs> you know, you change the names. So, you don't know, so they don't exactly know it's about them, but yeah, yeah, you have to release, you have to put it out there. We are up against our first break of this hour. We have a lot more to chat about more songs to share as well with Jay Kelly on the tiny stage. Stick around 95.9 WATD. And now back to almost famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the almost famous tiny stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. Follow us tonight, Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. We are being joined tonight on the tiny stage by Jay Kelly. How you doing, my friend? I'm, I'm well. I didn't realize you were going to handcuff me to the uh, the microphone here, but that's fine. It's fine. I'm sure you'll let me go eventually, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. It, it, it depends on uh, how many callers we get tonight. No, God. <laughs> <laughs> do you mind the velvet handcuffs or do you want steel? Uh, the velvet's pretty fancy. Okay. I, I'm digging Okay, yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll keep it the I way might, it is I might then. take these home. <laughs> so introduce yourself again, if you don't mind. Uh, my, my name is Jay Kelly. Uh, I am the um, songwriter, band leader 
leader of the J. Kelly Band. Um, you can check out our music. It's under J. Kelly on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, um, wherever you uh, listen to and download your music. And uh, share with us uh, website, social media, anything like that. Uh, we're on Instagram as the J. Kelly Band. We're on Facebook as the J. Kelly Band. Uh, our website is thejkellyband.com. The only thing that's different is if you go to try and find our music, it's just J. Kelly. So... So in the, the time that you've been here last, you've released two albums and a couple of singles. So talk about what's out there for music. Uh, let's see. We've got, uh, we've got a bunch of albums. We have Reservoir. Uh, we have um, American Standard. We have Burning Season. And we have A Third of Heaven. Those are our full albums. Um, we have a double single called Fight. Uh, we have another single um, called uh, Brutal Youth that we just released in June. Um, during quarantine, we released um, Between the Hope and the Rage, which was a single, uh, Invisible Distance, which was a single. Uh, yeah, we've been busy. <laughs> we've been pretty busy. We talked just before the break about songs that might be too personal to share. When you write a song about somebody, yes. do you tell them it's about them? I want to. I want to so badly. Um, just because, you know, I want the, not that I want the reaction, but I, you know, I, I do. I want to tell them. I, I, I'd say it's 50-50. Um, there's a good possibility if I write a song about someone, I am no longer in contact with them. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I can just kind of hope that they, they know it's about them. Um, I don't know. You know, it's 50-50. It depends. It really, that, that one's a, that one's touch and go, depending on the subject matter. Also, in the time that, uh, since you've been here last, you became a dad. How has that influenced your music? Uh, well, uh, A Third of Heaven, um, the album we came out with in 2020, was pretty much all based around being a dad, um, from my point of view. Um, so it's, it, it produced a lot of songs. I didn't think it would. I didn't think I'd be one of those dads that all of a sudden goes in and writes like you know an album based around their kid. And, of course, I did exactly that. Um, it, how's it influenced my writing? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, just a, it's another layer of um, experiences, another layer of like emotion. So... You know, it's it's just adding another uh, paint to the palette, I think. Let's uh, continue on with the songs. What are we listening to next? Uh, great question. Uh, I think I'm going to do uh, an older song. This is from uh, the album um, American Standard. It's called Friend. Okay. Jay Kelly, it's all yours. 95.9 WATD. You were a waste of my time of my breath You're not the only one to get hung out on the line And to think that I once called you my friend You're not the first to get hurt You're not the only one with shadows on their wall You're not the only one to get hurt We've all got numbers that we keep don't call, don't call There's nothing left for you to touch There's nothing here for you to mend There's only poison and longing to forget and to think that I once called you my friend No, you're not the first to get hurt 
You're not the only one with shadows on their wall You're not the only one to get hurt We've all got numbers that we keep but don't call Don't call Though our paths they may cross This world is far too small There are no clean bricks There's not enough time For all we need to say Need to say This ain't your first time around Not that hard to get past This ain't our first time around, no You're just a child burning bridges in your path You're not the first to get hurt You're not the only one with shadows on their wall, no You're not the only one to get hurt We've all got numbers that we Jay Kelly, 95.9 WATD. Talk about how you wrote that one. Um, that was a good one. So that was definitely, um, th- th- that one has two parts. So it's actually two subject matters I kind of threw in to make one song. I had gone through a breakup, um, which uh, it's such an old cliche, but it's true. So I'd gone through a breakup um, with someone who, in retrospect, I should have just been friends with. But you know how some people are like, we're such good friends, we should date. Horrible idea. <laughs> Um, and then on, a, on the other end of it, um, I had gotten to a little bit of a, um, an argument with a buddy at this time. Um, so I was kind of just feeling very, very um, slighted. Uh, so I just kind of put those two things together and, and, and came out with Friend. Again, it, you know, some of these songs happen really fast. And I remember writing that one. That was like a five-minute, like, oh, okay, here it is. I think there's a term for that. You know, we shouldn't date. We should just be friends. And I think it's called Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, I, I, it was before Taylor Swift, so I've, you know, maybe I should call her because she might know me. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, royalties. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. You'd retire after those. Uh, with the, how many albums we would come out with if I had royalties for that? Uh, <laughs> one a year. So speaking of albums, The Third of Heaven uh, came out last year. It was a weird time to release music. What's the story behind the whole production and the, the planned release of that album? Yeah, so we were we were riding pretty high after um, uh, releasing Burning Season, which we had... Um, Burning Season, We I wanted a real raw sound because I thought the songs were pretty raw um, and the subject matter was raw. So we kind of just bought a bunch of equipment. We were able to kind of put it in our practice space and record all the parts on our own and then we brought it to um, a producer engineer um, named uh, Corey Sherman um, from Paper Robot uh, Recordings and he did the mixing for us 
and we had such a good experience uh, that we said, okay, well, let's let's do some more. So we ended up playing um, a, a benefit show, and as in lieu of payment, because we wouldn't take payment because it was ob- it was a benefit, we got a gift of uh, uh, free mastering from uh, Black and Blue Mastering, um, which they, is a uh, Joe Riley does a, a fantastic job, um, and it was for like seven tunes. So that kind of inspired us to to you know get back in the studio. We're like we've got this that expires in you know a year and a half or so. So let's get back in the studio. So um, I had some tunes already written, and I wrote a couple more, and um, and and co-wrote a couple with my guitar player John. And we went back to Corey, and we decided to track it live as a band, which we've never done before. We've always kind of, you know, we've put down the rhythm section together, and then we've put guitars down, and then gone and put vocals down. Um, but we wanted to try and see if we could track everything live. And we did that. You know, we had a couple of overdubs, but um, we were really excited about it. It's a really cool album, completely different from Burning Season. And we're going to release it in March of 2020. And the world stops. <laughs> All our shows that we booked are gone. All the contacts we had made, gone. Um, so, yeah, the rug was kind of pulled out from under our feet. We had really, I had really high expectations. I was like, 2020 is going to be a great year. I can't wait. Um, but it happened to everybody. You know, it happened to everybody. So we we decided to hold on to it and not release it because how we work is if we release something, we really need to promote it. And then we just kind of keep recycling that money into the next recording. But I don't have much patience. Uh, that's not one of my strong suits. So I think sometime around August, I finally freaked out and just sent a message like, we got to release it. We got to release it now. Um, so, yeah, we just said, you know, we don't know when things are going to get better. Um, so we just we released it digitally, you know, iTunes, Spotify. But it's a little bit of a shame. It's a little bit of a, you know, it was kind of a gut check because I, I was proud of the album. I am proud of the album. And I know we all were and we had a fun time recording it. And I just don't think we were able to promote it the way it deserved to be promoted. But you can't cry about it. You can't whine about it. You just got to keep moving forward. I mean, you know, luckily, we all still have our health. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just an album. We can make another one. Let's do some more music. What are we listening to next? That's a great question. Uh, what are we going to do next? Um, let's do um, the latest single we released, which is um, Brutal Youth. We recorded this at um, Railroad Park Recordings, which has been our new base now for uh, all our singles and the new EP we have coming up. Um, and those guys just get us, and they're awesome. Um, so, yeah, Brutal Youth. Give it a try. Jay Kelly, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Instead, in my ear again. Ooh, brutal youth. Ooh, oh, oh, brutal youth. And I want. Can you hear? Hear me now 
She said, hold me close, touch me there, feel my heart beating. See, all the ghosts that haunt me are not dead, no, some are still breathing. Oh, brutal youth, night spent turning, days spent Dreaming of some tomorrow oh, 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 oh. Brutal youth oh, oh, oh. Brutal youth And I want Wanna know Can you hear Hear me now Suddenly I'm 16 lost And insecure But we survive Found that song we love Turn it up, let's go for a drive Oh, brutal youth Secrets go untold Your syncopated heart beats forever The Jay Kelly, that's Jay Kelly, not the Jay Kelly band. Jay Kelly on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that, man. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's definitely like a full band, uh, three and a half minute rock pop song. So playing it on acoustic, it, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking, but uh, yeah, I like that tune. It's kind of it was um, brutal youth was the this is another example. I had a bunch of lyrics, I had a melody, I had a chord progression. Not a hundred percent sure what. Any of them had to do with each other, but it kind of all came together. And um, a lot of that, that song is basically a lot of like me reminiscing about, you know, being a, a, a teen. And I remember, I think it was 1994 maybe that he came out with it, but Elvis Costello has an album called Brutal Youth. And I remember playing that CD like every day. That thing just was like a, a songwriting, like this is how you write great songs CD, like from top to bottom. So the the title worked, and it kind of just, you know, for me, it's a sentimental tune. Is now a bad time to mention that I was like 10 or 11? <sighs> <laughs> so was I, John. I yeah. meant I was 10 or 11. We're not going to get into ages right now. We won't do that. <laughs> Let's talk influences, though. Who influenced you? Um, I know we mentioned Patty. We mentioned Bruce. Yeah, the Beatles, without question. I mean, those are the those are the, the Beatles and Dylan are the two, you know, top of the mountain, Mount Rushmore. We mentioned Springsteen. We mentioned Patty. Elvis Costello was big with me. Um, Peter Gabriel is huge with me. 
there's some modern bands, I say modern, there's some, you know, within the last, you know, 10, 15 year bands that I think are fantastic that have been an influence. Uh, there's a band called Dawes that I love. Um, Jason Isbell, um, who's a great, I don't even, some people call him country. I'm not even sure. He's kind of does everything. Um, My Morning Jacket is another band that I really dig. I mean, the stuff I listen to at home more than anything is probably like Motown. So, I mean, I listen to the Four Tops on a weekly basis. That's just, I mean, that's my home plate. Um, I don't sound anything like that, obviously, but, I mean, all that stuff stacks Wilson Pickett. Um, you know, Smokey Robinson to me is, you know, a, an angel. Um, just like the, as like an audio nerd, the production element of that Motown oh. stuff is like, it's almost like it's it's so badly recorded that it sounds amazing. There's a, like there's, nobody can duplicate that. No, no. There's a great documentary called um, Standing in the Shadows. I've seen it. Yeah. And it's like, basically they'll, I mean, it's first of all, all the, all the guys, all the studio musicians were all jazz guys. And it's just the room. It was those guys in that room that made that sound. And like an echo chamber in the attic. Yeah, and it's like you'll never get that. You can go anywhere around the world. You'll never get that sound that Motown got because it was those guys in that space. And that was it. Um, you know, and everything everything bled into everybody else's mic. I mean, everything now when you record, it's so specific of, you know, making sure each, you know, the, the vocal mic. Sound isolation. Exactly, and exactly. And it's like it was the opposite back then. It's like everything was bleeding into everything. Um, so that stuff's great. Uh, who else influence wise? Um, I mean, I, you know, Bono is my favorite vocalist. I think he's got the greatest voice. Um, have you heard his son's band? I haven't. I haven't. I'm blanking on the name, but they're amazing. And it sounds just like early U2. Really? Yeah. That, that's surprising. That's shocking to me a little bit. That's cool. Uh, Van Morrison, huge Van Morrison guy. I don't know. There's too many to name, man. I just love music. I always have. I What's mean, the song you wish you had written? Just one song? Oh, song I wish I had written. Um, oh, well, God Only Knows is my favorite song of all time. So God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. To me, that's the, you don't really get much better than that. I wish I'd written that. What's one song that you would wipe off the planet Earth, your most hated song ever <laughs> recorded? Oh. oh, I wish you would ask me this before I was on the air. Oh, there's so many. I, there's so many. <laughs> I, um, wipe off the face of the Earth. I don't know. Come back to me because I'm going to be thinking about this now. That's, okay. that's a good one. There's a, there's a lot. That's a, that's a loaded question. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do another song. Okay. Uh, we've got two more left. Okay. So let's do another song and then we'll ask about the, uh, the most hated song. The most hated song. That's, I'm still hung up on that. Uh, all right. We'll do um, – this is a B-side. I say B-side. It was supposed to end up on the um, Burning Season album and we, we didn't put it on there. Um, and we probably should have because it ended up being you – know, we play the song live more than most – so we released it as a single in May of 2020. It's called Maureen. So I'll play Let's hear it. Jay Kelly, 95.9 WATD. There's a fog rolling off of that water shoreline and across that beach we used to walk on when we were younger that memory is all I can see and I don't need an explanation I hope you're happy and I hope you're free and I don't have any expectations but tell me tell me do you miss me, 
grown too old for reckless actions Our broken love songs are for the young But there's a hole in me that just keeps growing And your name's still on my tongue And I don't need explanation I hope you're happy and I hope you're free But tell me, tell me, do you miss me, Marie? Tell me that I didn't waste my time Tell me that some nights I crossed your mind We were kids when I Jay Kelly, 95.9 WATD. Did you come up with one? <laughs> I was singing. How was I going to come okay. up with one? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I can, uh, I can think of a few. Um, so you, I'm going to upset people, though. I'm going to upset, you know, here's, I will say this. I try not. Personal preference. Yeah, I know. I try not to ever say anything negative about a song, <laughs> and I really don't, because I know, oops, sorry about that. I know for me, like, music is so, it's such a, important and vital and joyous and you know that i don't it's weird like i might think a song is absolute trash you know what i mean like i just might not like it at all and yet somebody else it maybe it got them through a hard time or maybe well just as a, an example somebody a few weeks ago said the one eight seven seven cars for kids jingle oh that counts we can do jingles sure <laughs> okay what's the one that always comes out during valentine's day uh oh god about rings that one's bad that one that one gets <laughs> in my the kids um, the, that kid's one is pretty horrible. Um, okay, bad song. Oh, all right, I've got one. This I can do this because it's a bad song by the best band. So the Beatles, 
Octopus's Garden. I'll I, agree with you I on that. I can't stand it. And uh, same album, Maxwell Silverhammer. No, I don't want it. <laughs> Take it off the album. I don't know. How did that get on that album? The anvil's a little bit much in that song. Oh, it's brutal. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's, McCartney is, you know, our generation's, you know, buck. So it's like, how do you, you can't criticize him, but th- those, those two tunes, oof. Those are brutal. Good picks. Okay. I like those. Those, right. those top my list, too. Okay, good. We are nearing our final break of the night. I think we have time for one more song. Does that work for you? Part, yeah, sounds good. All sounds right. Good. Jay Kelly on the Tiny Stage, right after this, 95.9 WATD. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. For the final time tonight, welcome back to the Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. We introduce you to independent bands and musicians from across New England every Tuesday night, 8 to 10, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Tonight, we're being joined on the Tiny Stage by Jay Kelly. How you doing, man? I'm well. This is fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. No, it's great. It's great. I can come back every week. How's that? Sounds really- good to me. Sure. <laughs> So introduce yourself one final time. Uh, my name is Jay Kelly. I'm the um, lead songwriter, a band leader of the Jay Kelly Band. Um, check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple Music, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, all over the place. Wherever you get your music and do your things, we're probably there. What is your most favorite onstage moment Ooh. since you've been playing music? Since I've been playing music? Um all right, there's a, there's a, a couple. One was this is before the J. Kelly band. I had um, I was in a, a like a garage band with some of my best friends, and we you know when you're in a garage band like you, you just getting out of the garage and getting an actual gig is huge. Like that was like we got a gig, and there was a place back in the day in um, Fairhaven called Bridge Street Station, and they always had bands and sometimes sometimes they would have like and they always had original bands which was great, but we finagled our way on a bill i think it was like a toys for tots benefit and we got to play and after us were the band bob's day off i don't know if you remember them but bob's day off for us was huge we looked up to them they were another like local band but they you know they had an album out they were toured they were you know we just and they put on the best show so we got to play i think it was a band then us and then bob's day off and i remember after our set the lead um singer Todd Casilli and the lead guitar player Tom Hiller both came up to me and they were like hey man that was great you, you're great why don't you come up and do a song with us and to I, fr- I had my mom take a picture of it <laughs> I still have it framed you know and I, be- I was lucky enough to become good friends with them and, but they were they were huge influences on me I still they, they probably don't want to hear this but I still look up to them um, that moment of him inviting me up on stage to do a song with them that just kind of gave me the validation of like, okay, I'm, I can I can do this. Even at, you know, whatever level this may be, I can do this. Um, so that was huge. That was a huge first. I'm going to throw another one because this is big. When I write a song, a new song, and I bring it to the guys, you know, I give them a demo of it, and they say, hey, that's a good one, that makes my, that makes my week. You know, because the, cool. the whole thing is you're just, at a certain level, you're trying to improve impress the guys you're playing with you know what i mean and they're all 10 times better musicians than i ever could dream of being so and they you know it's like i'm almost allowed to be in their band because they're so good um so when they you know when they look at me and like hey jay that's a great song ah that's you know that that keeps me going i love it 
Speaking of which, let's hear one final great song before we wrap things up. All right. Uh, this next one, this is also off uh, Third of Heaven. It's called uh, Wait Up For Me. All right, Jay. Thank you so much. Get home safely. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck with the new album, all the new singles, and the uh, the eventual EP. All right. Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. Sure thing. 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Love. Love is easy, part. I fell in love from the start. When you left and you got it, gave up your heart And I'll get up for you Will you wait up for me? And I'll get up for you Will you wait up for me? Face, face the fact I wouldn't trade a second back I live and die in your eyes I'm yours, you are mine I'll get up for you you wait up for me I'll get up for you you wait up for me Be It can't be easy to be Hooked up with someone like me You're the common I see, babe Will you wait? I'll get up for you Will you wait up for me? And I'll get up for you Will you wait up for me? Change Of all the things I change That one bears your name Of all the things I change, not one bears your name, not one bears your name. I change, not one bears your name. Yeah, change of all the things I change, not one bears your name, not one bears your name. Words, well, I've got so many words, talking circles till it hurts. But actions are proof, so just for you And I'll get up for you Will you wait up for me? And I'll get up for you Will you wait up for me? And I'll get up for you Will you wait up for me? And I'll get up for you